Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on today's episode, we actually have a double feature for you today. We have two reviews, Shazam! Fury of the Gods and Scream 6. Uh, we know we missed Scream 6 uh, on time last week, but that was uh, it got bumped due to the Oscars. Uh, sorry, Ghostface. Uh, my apologies. Uh, don't call me and yell at me. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, yes. So, uh, fair warning, spoilers for both of these films, but we will not spoil any of them until it is time to get to them. So there's that. Um, we will give you a warning each time that we start a review. Uh, so don't worry, but we are, we will fully spoil. There's not a lot to spoil. Well, mm, okay, whatever. Spoilers for both the movies. <laughs> we'll, we'll warn you one more time when it's review time. Uh, but today's yeah. show is going to look a little bit different. So we're not going to have any news because we have two uh, feature reviews. So there is that. So we're going to cut right to our picks of the week. Um, and I'm going to go first. I'm picking a trade from Image, Dylan. Ooh, okay. Creep Show Volume One. Ah, that makes sense. Okay. It's they, it's been so good. It's such a it's such an awesome comic. Um, and it's based off of the Hutter, the the Shutter Show, not the old comics. So it's super sweet. So it's issues one through five. Should be at all Bedrocks. Come nice. get it. Yeah. My pick is the annual Women of Marvel special from. Obviously, Marvel. Um, this one has a story no about America, She-Hulk, Silk, um, and the, like tons of others too. But um, these are always really fun. This little vignettes of a uh, little short stories of um, different characters. That's awesome. Um, yeah, th- and there's there's a bunch of really good covers for that one too. So um, agreed. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's it for our picks. Um, do we have anything that we need to? get to before we get to these reviews dylan i think we've we've got it all covered um yeah pretty much cool all right well let's hear about that live sale i bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale dust off your old facebook account or borrow your grandma's login join us every wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m central bedrock city is the only verified blue check comic store on facebook meaning we're better than everyone else it also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Shazam 2. Or uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Fury of the Gods, if yeah. you will. Shazam! Fury <laughs> of the Gods, sequel to the film that came out a couple of years ago that we liked a lot, or yeah. you know, relatively. Um, we had a lot of fun with the first Shazam film. Um, full warning again, in case you missed my reminder a minute and a half ago. Spoilers for Shazam! There is stuff that will be ruined for you, uh, not a ton, oh. but there are some surprises. Um, yeah, so. Agreed. You know, if you care about that, you know, switch off now. Uh, probably about if you want to skip to scream, it's probably about 20 minutes in. But, uh, you know, do that at your own peril. Um, but anyway, so here we are. Let's talk about Shazam. Um, let's let's what, what do we normally do first? We normally talk about our uh, our hype our levels, hype level? right? So yeah. how, where were you at for this, Dylan? So I guess like the weeks leading up to it, I really wasn't very interested Um I don't know. It's kind of like the 
the in, the remaining slate of DC is like I'm kind of checked out a little bit because it's right. I feel like it's going to get wiped away. That's up for Absolutely. debate. I'm not sure we can talk about that based on the after credit scene, but it's it's got me like a little bit checked out. You know what I mean? Um, right. But then we had a advanced screening through Bedrock that a bunch of our customers went to. And they all, all or like all the ones I heard were pretty positive. Um, so it got me like slightly more excited for it. You know, I was like, oh, well, maybe because we kind of you and I would think both anticipated it not being very good, you know. Right. Um, and then I was thinking, oh, maybe it's like a D&D situation and like it's actually like watchable and fun, you know. So right. I was like kind of looking forward to it going into it. Okay, I was what about you. I I I was on your trajectory until I heard, but I didn't hear any of that positive feedback. So I was just sort of not really uh, all that looking forward to it. You know, it was. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I think it's the trailers because. So, like I said in the preamble thing, we both liked the first Shazam film. Um, it had its issues, of course, but it was a surprise because we were expecting absolutely nothing from Shazam. Yeah, I really like that one. It's one of my favorite DC movies. Wonder yeah. Woman and Shazam are my favorite of like the Snyderverse era movies. Yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. And I think, I think maybe the first movie benefited from us having no expectations for it. Um, but so, but it I, had like a surprising yeah. level of like heart and like it did. character development. I think you know, with the it, whole like Foster situation and finding out his mom like didn't want him and like. It was like a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be, you know. That's true. That is true. There was a lot more to that first one than than I than we were expecting. Um, so when we got the trailers for this one, it did seem to be a lot um, dialing up the goofy, or I don't know. It just seemed to be not not generic. the same type of yeah, generic. Seemed very forgettable, cape stuff, uh, if you if you will. Um, so I was not too excited to see it. So I don't even I didn't even look at reviews. So I had no idea what I was walking into. I didn't know if like. Everybody was loving it or hating it. Had no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure what it has either. Have you have you looked nope. since? No, I, I have yet to to look. I know what I thought about it, which you'll find out at the end, I guess. Um, <laughs> but so let's get into the movie. Um, so I went to go see it uh, with my girlfriend Lori. We both went to we saw it in Dolby, which was nice. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Always, always nice. So that's always a win. So if, just keep keep that in mind, everybody. If you can go see anything, any movie is at least passable in Dolby. Always go to the Dolby if you can. I agree with that. At least it'll uh, look good. You use code Uncanny at checkout for your tickets. Uh, that way, you make sure you get uh, a discount. Dolby presents Uncanny Universe podcast. Yeah, I I'd, I would sell my soul in a heartbeat. <laughs> Let's go. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I so we saw it in Dolby. I saw it on Sunday. Did you see it at the pre-screening, Dylan, or did you see it? Uh, I did not plebs? get to go to the pre-screening. I had to go on Saturday. So okay. Um, I was like preparing myself for a packed theater and. I did not have that. I did not either. Now I saw it Sunday at noon. So, but I saw it on the weekend, which I know it's yeah. not Saturday, but I saw it Sunday at noon, but it was the theater was I want to say sub 20%. Mine was Saturday at 8 p.m. That's like um, prime time. Yeah, and there were like half full? 15 people in there. Oh. Yikes. Out of 100 maybe. It was not Yikes. It was not not it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a shame. Um that's a surprise. Uh, that is me. reflected by the box office. I think it's done less than half of the first Shazam the opening weekend. That's that's which too bad. Already was kind of lukewarm. So right. it's definitely, I would say, it's in flop territory. Okay. Financially. Great. Financial flop era. Um, cool. <laughs> um, so 
uh, comparing this to the first movie, I think we had a lot, it, it had a lot to live up to because like we said, there were the movie really surprised us. The first one, Shazam one. Um, and I think we lost a lot of the character development in this movie. I think we, or the, the, the character stories to me in this were just felt real derivative and had like zero weight at all. Like I didn't care about anything that was happening. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, there wasn't I, like there weren't any like heavy emotional arcs no. to latch onto. the The last one was like Billy being adopted and trying to find his biological mother, and um, like we got to learn the backstory of each kid. You know, right? Um, it's and it, I don't know. It, there was like really good table setting for like creating characters that we would be invested in. I think you know, of course, even though. I, I do I do think that the like villain plot whatever the first one was really thin just like this one. Um yeah. it's like evil person wants to take over world or take powers or of whatever. You evil know? person so, does the evil thing. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's like too much of a step down in that department. Um but I feel it, I, I thought like we focused on it a lot more this time than in the last one, you know? The last one the villain was just kind of like there and it was just like an excuse for um, like cool character moments and this one it felt like that it was like what we were supposed to care about was the daughters of atlas f- wanting the powers of the you know of, of the whatever shazam, i don't even remember what the shazamly right yeah the, the shazamly um but it so that for me it didn't have like the magic of the first one it felt stale it felt like and even like a 2015 film or like maybe older actually like really dated it, you it know? did right it felt like um early stages uh actually not even early stages mcu it felt like you know i think we had the same exact complaint about the venom films where like they're not well they're bad but like they're not like i i think the venom films would have been judged differently had they come out pre-mcu like there was enjoyable aspects to those movies and whatever but like superhero cinema has definitely changed and grown up and matured and this definitely feels really out of date yeah Um, i would i agree with that i would put this on like the venom scale too you know or like a thor the dark world or like you know one of those those like right things that you can't those movies like you said you can't really remember uh oh yeah well can't can't remember a lot of details about but like i I feel the exact same way like how morbius would have like slapped in 2004 you know (laughs) right this I feel like would have been like super cool like 20 years ago. Um, and it kind of like felt like it was trying to be. Um, right. But it did have like, I thought it had also like the CGI to match because I thought it was like pretty ugly, an ugly movie. It was like very gray, um, like a lot of green screen. Um, a lot, a lot of, of obvious green screen. Yeah. A lot of like interacting with elements that were like clearly not there. Um, right. I just thought it like overall it was really ugly to look at as well. I don't know if Dolby helped at all, but like it no it wasn't a cute I mean, a cute movie. It looked it looked fine. You know. Okay. Um maybe but, it plussed it a little bit. Yeah. I mean I, I think it got a nice little varnish on top, but I don't think we had much to uh much I just feel to like look Shazam at. should be like really vibrant, you know? It yeah, of course. Like muddy. Yeah. I I, I, I agree with that. Um, onto the performances though. So <laughs> let's, I think, oh, so yeah, I mean, okay. I, 
so I don't know how much of it to blame on actors or how much to blame on the script and the direction, but True. I don't think anybody is worth talking about in this movie. Um, like Zachary Levi uh, was like borderline obnoxious or not, maybe not obnoxious is the word, but just like, so I, would say obnoxious. I agree with that. I, I just, I just wanted him to stop talking. It felt like an SNL parody of the Shazam from the first movie. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, he was acting like a small child. And then like when Billy would show up, he would be acting like a teenager, like a normal, sane, uh, almost adult. So I felt yeah. like it was really disjointed. The performances there. Like, um, I don't know. I, it's just like Zach, Zachary Levi was just acting like an obnoxious, like iPad kid. You know, he, and, he was actually like an iPad kid. And it was like really hard to watch for me because it was so like I, I it got to a point where I was paying attention if there were any laughs in my theater. And I don't think okay. any of his like jokey moments like elicited a none laugh of them from hit. anyone. It was really silent. Yeah. Yeah. None of them hit for, for us either. Um, also, so a particularly standout poor performance for me was Lucy Liu. And again, I don't think it was Lucy Liu's fault. Um, yeah. I think it was the script, but she was out of we control. Had the same take terrible. Away. Like fly, oh, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dialogue might as well have been. It sounded like an old video game character where they only had so much space on the cartridge to fit their dialogue in, and it's just like, yeah, <laughs> I'll get well, you, most, Shazam. Type of most of her performance was on like a CGI dragon. I feel made like of that wood. No one, she probably wasn't even interacting with anyone. Um. True. And I like Lucy Lou, but that was our big takeaway too. Is like, God, she was really bad. Um awful, right? Like it was giving Rita Repulsa. It was Power Rangers. Yeah, it was. It was giving Rita Repulsa and it was giving um bad man. It was really just not excellent. It was um <laughs> not excellent. Not excellent. I mean I I would blame it all on the script, but like conversely, I feel like Helen Mirren like turned it a little bit harder, you know, like she, I feel like she at least tried to commit. Yeah. I guess they both did, but the, they're playing different characters. You know, Helen Mirren is playing someone right. like redeemable, I guess, or like not just fully cuckoo. And Lucy Liu is playing like the mustache twirling evil, crazy right. person, which True. I think is harder to pull off. But so I thought I kind of like, I see what Helen Mirren was going for and I appreciated it. She seemed like really game, you know, at least like, yeah, to, I'll give you that. To do, she was like a little campy, which I appreciated. But she she knew what said, movie she was in. She was boring too, though. Oh, well, she was. Sick. She was also very forgettable. Well, the, the whole plot line with the sisters of whatever sorrow, sisters of agony, whatever they called, the, the daughters of Atlas, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember what they were called, but um, the, no, daughters of Atlas is it. Um, they they were very forgettable. And how about that? Like, was there supposed to be like a? <gasps> reveal that anna was a villain i guess was that like, i don't know because like for moment one right like and you know me and less long time listeners know me i'm normally not like team let's figure out the plot of the movie as i'm watching the movie but boy that was the most telegraphed thing in the world that's like what's your name yeah. oh anna or ann ann yeah no no girl that age going to school is named Ann, first of all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's uncommon. Like we're talking about Rachel Ziegler's character, the one she like befriends Anthea? uh yeah. 
um freddie freeman yeah freddie in the movie and she's clearly like a plant um and they tell us super early on that there's three daughters and there's right. no other female characters in the movie so who could it be yeah i don't <laughs> so, know um, is there another daughter is there another female character in this movie i thought she was fine though, she was fine her performance she didn't yeah. do much but she didn't i yeah, need, right i do like I don't know if like Elizabeth Olsen has like set the bar for hand acting, <laughs> but I need like better hand acting from people. You know, it was just like, right, putting I... palms out from everyone. You know, yeah, I get you. It was it was very bad spell casting behavior. It was very Matthew McConaughey. It, it's in, giving um, Dark Tower. Dark Tower, which like seems <laughs> like something that's that. not that hard to like do, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, what do you think of Freddie himself though? Okay, Glazer. So I like that actor. Was it Jared Glazer? Jack, Jack, Jack. Dylan Glazer. Okay, sure. Um, I like him generally. Um, I think Same. he's. I think he was good in the first one. I thought he was way better in the first one. Um, yeah, everyone I think was. He, I think he was um, very mm, hammy. Like, yeah, it was like a kind of like a soap opera performance. But again. I don't blame him. I think so. If everyone in this movie is giving bad performances, I don't think it's the actor's fault. I agree. Yeah, I, I think that's direction. Um, I think someone told him to, that he needs to like double down on like the manic right. performance that he gave in the first one, right? Which like made more sense because he was really excited to like interact with a superhero, you know? Right. But in this one, I was like, "What are you so excited about? Like, calm down, you know? Yeah, relax." You're, and also, you're like 20 now. Like they look visibly older, so it's like not as cute anymore. You know what I it's mean? Like I'm turning 18 tomorrow. Are you? Like he looks like he gets the zoomies. You know what right? I mean? Yes, for sure. Um, I don't know, but so I I do really like that actor, but I was um equally annoyed by him. And then I thought the other kids, like the other people in the family, were really like marginalized and just sidelined for most of the movie and aren't even worth talking about. No, absolutely not. Um. Yeah, nobody was there. One of them's gay. Well, you know that Dylan because he was looking at a shirtless photo in the beginning of the thing. Like that's <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It is okay. Look, is that that felt that felt like um, what do you call it? I don't know. It felt like um, someone who is trying really hard to be inclusive and doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, especially the way he was like always eating and like he threw that whole. Oh my god. Hot pocket box into the microwave. And I was like in the beginning of the film too. And I was like, I get it. He's fat. He's he's you fat know? and gay, Dylan. Look, look, that's all they do is just eat massive quantities of hot pockets and stare at shirtless baseball players. <laughs> that actually doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Honestly, as as existences go, like there's worse <laughs> ways. Um, um but yeah, I thought that like they had like really funny, cute moments in the first one, and and then in this one it was like I'm trying to remember any moments at all, you know? Uh, no, I, I have nothing. Like I with have... Darla, I remember really liking her in the first one too. And and in this one, I thought like her acting like a kid was kind of like creepy. I don't know. I can't explain it. You know what I mean? When yes. um, Megan Good? Yes. Yeah. Like her little childlike behavior. I completely agree with you. Me this time. It, it didn't, it didn't feel the same. It was, didn't, it didn't feel What's authentic the difference? at all. I don't know what it is. It, it's look if I don't I don't know who directed this 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 motion picture, but same. I, I think it's the same director as the first one. Wow, really? Then I would assume that there's got to be more studio interference at this point, or less. Maybe like the first one succeeded so so well that they're like, sure, okay, do do the same thing. 
and then here we are you know yeah i don't know if i, I don't, don't know, know which one it is there too much interference or not enough yeah um i totally agree i i feel like we have to talk about the product placement in this oh. movie also L- Lori like leaned over to me and was like oh my god can i <laughs> it was just like the, with the skittles like yeah. specifically the skittles like there's this also is a lot of gatorade too there's a lot of gatorade the, but the skittles um, but product placement is is too much it was giving like trying to be sonic olive garden but like right but see it but wasn't... the sonic olive garden was funny like i respected that like so that felt like meta product placement you know like they right. do and then this one felt like they were trying to be like genuinely funny and right but the joke wasn't that it was product placement the joke was i don't know skittles I, related <laughs> yeah it was bad um, it was egregious and unfunny yeah it was it was disrespectful i was like <laughs> taste the rainbow <laughs> this is god this is that is, gatorade so embarrassing um, but yeah, the product placement was really egregious and fully out of pocket. This movie better have been paid for fully <laughs> by yes, absolutely. By Skittles and Gatorade. Um, are they the same company? I bet if we looked it up, they are. I, um, I would not be not. surprised. Um, okay. Can we talk about Wonder Woman as well? Yes. Let's talk about the, uh, so also like, yeah, like, so at the end of the movie when Shazam dies and like, okay. Okay, for a split second, I was like, oh, that'd be really awesome if they actually killed Shazam as like a, you know, the end of the thing. I was like, oh, okay, look at that. We're going to kill. Oh, no, she, he's coming back. Cool. Wonder Woman shows up. Um, yeah, as soon as you heard that Wonder Woman theme. Oh, you knew, my. You Dylan, I, cr- I cringed out of my socks. I love like, the theme, but this was very like, like, yeah, not remixed in any way. No. To fit the scene. Just it was like just fully. And in Dolby, it was like loud as hell. Like, oh. She's here. I'm jealous. Um, okay, but two things about Wonder Woman. In that first scene, I thought it was very like Justice League level, like the Wonder Woman is hot. Male gaze are yes. like stale and old, you know. Oh my god. Like, that's part of also what makes it feel like an old movie. Like I don't know. That's that, no, that no, was I know I agree whole with you. Joke. There was nothing more to it, and it went on for so long. The entire you know, joke the is isn't movie. Wonder Woman good looking. Yeah. Like that sucks. <laughs> Um, like that's not that's not funny. It's not cute. I'm I get it. He's twelve. And... This. I... Um, because then they did the thing where she was like went on that little like dream date with Billy, who's like mm. a child, and then they put like someone else's face on her body, which I'm surprised she agreed to as well. Obviously, it wasn't her body, but her character's body. You know what right. I mean? That was a yeah. weird moment. Um, Super which weird. taken out of context would be even worse. Um, and then. In the final scene, when you actually do like see her face, like it was like the most painfully obvious. Oh, she wasn't on set. They uh, were definitely situation. not there together. No, absolutely not. She didn't. She was not in a frame with anyone. Um, when they handed over the staff, it was like a close up of their hands. Right. Um. So it blurry. It wasn't. She was really not really bad. Yeah. Um. I- and she wasn't used well beyond no. that you know what, what did she because what did she do she came in and magicked the staff and resurrected shazam and fixed everything yep that's it. like she was a plot device and a and a punchline yeah you have your most powerful character just 
show up and be the butt of a joke and your plot device get out of here yeah it's really poor filmmaking uh, it was good. and it was just doesn't, like when it doesn't do any Flash favors to the character yes it doesn't do any favors to the character it's just real stupid and feels like a teenager wrote it yeah in a bad way and right. like i know she's in flash and like maybe aquaman so i'm hoping she doesn't go out on a whimper like i want like something <laughs> right. cool to happen i don't know she doesn't deserve to have wonder woman one and then justice league wonder woman two and shazam be like the follow-ups you know it's like no we're, we, we've struck out at this point with, with the it's appearances not go- it's not going well um but like overall i thought the movie was like just evidence that like dc should end dc as we know yeah. it you know yeah i don't i don't dispute that it's um the movie was pretty bad um the after credits I'm, though oh yeah okay i, I don't want to say bad like i i the, i liked it for the first hour i would like to say i was on board like well i mean i don't say liked i was i was not annoyed in the first hour of the movie i'm like oh, this is all right you know like sure it's hammy and it's corny and whatever but it's shazam too what do i want and then it just got it just didn't get it never went anywhere so like i i don't think it's terrible but it's definitely not good but yeah the the after credits talked about the same way yeah talking about those after credits zone well the first one had james gunn's wife um showing up and inviting Billy or Shazam to join the JSA. Yeah. Which seems like is this like are they trying to say he will be back in like a future movie? Um I I think I don't he will know. be. Because that was clearly um, filmed later. Yeah, I think he will be because he's friends with Peter Saffron and whatever. And right. they went on there's like just photos of their vacation over the holidays together. I think he's like in with them with Gunn. And okay. so I think I think he'll be back because Gunn's clearly like keeping around his friends and his wife and stuff. And that's okay. it. Okay. Um so I don't know, like, but there's no JSA project, so like it doesn't make sense to get like excited about anything, you know? Right. Like tease something announced or that you intend to make. And like I feel like in a perfect or like, I don't know, Michael, if we were writing DC, well, you could have done this movie first, and then he joins the JSA. And then Shazam could have fought with the JSA versus Black Adam in the Black Adam movie, you know? Right. That way you get the Shazam versus Black Adam and you get the JSA. Like, well, you see, it makes but so much more would, sense to me. That would require like forethought and planning and, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Which it's we just don't disappointing. Get. Yeah. It, and then we got a worm second after credit scene. Did you stay to the whole? I, I didn't. Movie? I left. There was a second. Remember the first movie there was the worm in the jail cell? Yes. With Mark Strong's character. I do. Um, so and then he was like, Oh, we're making plans, and we thought that would be Shazam 2, but then it wasn't Shazam 2. Um, so the second after credit scene of this one was again the jail cell with Mark Strong and the worm. I don't remember his character's name, his villain name from the first one, but yeah, I know who you're the talking about. The villain of the Shazam one. And the right. worm was basically like Plans take time. I still need more time. Literally. And I think it was a joke saying like, isn't it funny that we didn't follow up on it the first time? It was like supposed to be like a meta joke. <sighs> um, I believe that doesn't help your cause. The meta jokes, I don't think are funny, Michael, when it's their fault. Right. Like, 
in the not... first after credit scene when Shazam's like, how is there Justice Society and Justice League? And they start both start with justice, but they have nothing to do with each other. And it's like, yeah, that is disappointing. You are right. I there. wonder who caused that. Right, whose it's idea y'all. was that? Uh, um, no, it's right. like, I man, can't, I can't explain it. I get, no, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't wash. It doesn't, it, it just feels like you don't get the joke. You don't get why this is funny. Um, but let's, let's rate this movie, Dylan. Um, I, if you don't know, so we will be rating these on the letterboxed scale, which is a half a star to five stars with half stars in between. Uh, I will be giving this a two uh, for, for reference. If you want to see other movies that I gave a two two, that is things like knock at the cabin, Halloween ends, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, <laughs> Venom, let there be carnage, fast and the furious yeah. six and new mutants. I get that. Yeah. What about you, Dylan? What um, do you got? I've like been struggling with two or two, two and a half, but I think I'm going to stick with two and a half. Okay. Just because I think that's like where I'll land eventually. Um, <laughs> when it's not uh, so think, fresh. Yeah. It's not so like nothing's like offensive in it um, <laughs> to make me think it's like doesn't justify its existence, but like it's not worth watching. I you wouldn't know. recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who has to pay attention to it. You know, I guess it could be a folding laundry movie <laughs> or like a, sh- a big DC fan movie, you know, sure. but even then that might like work against it. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I think I, I look, I, I would, I could really only avoid, uh, I would recommend this movie if you, uh, I don't know who I'd recommend it to. If you're already excited for this movie, you're probably going to like it. But if you're on the fence, I don't think you're going to get anything out of it. I don't know. There might be people excited who like the first one. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I don't I don't know who I'd recommend it to because it's like so painfully average. You know? It is. It is. It is a very average film. Um, do you think in 10 years you'll remember plot details about this movie? Absolutely not. Will I'm already have, forgetting. Will you have seen it a second time in 10 years? <laughs> no, I won't. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, stick around for our Scream review right after these uh, tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. 
Hello, Uncanny Universe Podcast. I've been wanting to talk to you. I hear you're a fan of scary movies. What a coincidence. Me too. I'm crazy about them. And we are back. And uh, thank you, Ghostface, for uh, disobeying <laughs> a direct order and calling me and leaving a creepy voicemail. So <laughs> thanks for that, Ghostface. Uh, if you're wondering, shout out to our uh, news story two weeks ago where you can have Ghostface call you. I assume you can still do that and they didn't take it down yet. But uh, if you want to prank fun. your friends, you can have Ghostface call you at a very low volume and then you have to edit it in audacity to make it sound acceptable. Um, oh. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> but anyway, so Scream 6 came out uh, two weeks ago. Uh, full spoilers for Scream 6. We will be spoiling the film. There is a lot to spoil, of course. So you have been warned. Scream 6. How hyped were you, Dylan? Very hyped. Oh, I know it's only hype. been a year a year since the last one. It feels like longer, but... I know. It's been like 14 months or something, but I was like extremely looking forward to this one because I me, needed something, me too. something fun, you know? I need something good, man. Something for the summertime. I mean, I feel like we haven't had like a... The last real like banger in the theaters we had was Megan. Well, I've been in like Oscar mode, you know? Um, oh, watching right. All the like this the dark depressing movies right. so i was like i kind of want like a, you, a cocaine bear I'm you, like you were in your sad like boy era exactly but now i'm entering my camp era and right th- this really delivered it's perfect um so here we are scream six i was super hyped as well um you should all know that by our coverage um leading up to scream with every screen pos- every possible scream news um <laughs> we covered it Except for that last trailer. We didn't want to watch it. Ghostface breathes, Michael. New story. That's right. You know what? He's got a new mask design. He breathes differently in it, okay? Um, so, Scream 6. Uh, I saw it in... So, I had a dilemma, Dylan. As I think I brought this up uh, a month or so ago when I was talking about some promo stuff that they were giving away um, at the theater. They had a right. fan event, an early access fan event on the Thursday before the movie comes out. Now, normally, as we mentioned during the Shazam review and every other review, Dolby is the way to go, and I would have seen this movie in Dolby. However, the premium fan event was only at uh, Real D, 3D, or whatever whatever the AMC-branded 3D theater is. Um, so I had to see it in 3D so I could get the sweet screen print, which I'm showing to just Dylan, who's already seen it, but there it is. It's very um, cool. It's so cool. Jealous. I'm super happy with it. Um and it was a whole thing. Uh, Dylan, have you, you know, like when you go to a theater and you're expecting to get a promo item? Um, I was the first one there for for this. And the guy looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, oh, this is supposed to come with a print. He goes, huh? I'm like, oh, uh, let me go see. And then I th- they found the box that was still sealed. He struggled for a couple minutes to open it. And it was a whole thing. <laughs> but I got it. And then I ran it out to the car because I don't want to. I know how it is. Yep. It's going to get destroyed. It's like I saw everybody walking into Shazam with their promo comics. I was like, I'm good. I don't need that. Uh, it's going to get tore up. Darn. Um, I should have had that 9-8. Oh, well. But anyway, so I went to go see it in the premium fan experience. So I can also tell you I got some pre-roll uh, that I don't think anybody else got, which is now for free on YouTube and everything. It was all this Jenna Ortega and some other cast members feeling around in a body bag and trying to identify some New York themed items that while they're blindfolded, it was not, it was not worth extra. If, if, if you weren't on a list and you had to pay extra for that is not worth it. Yeah. Um, the poster was worth it, but 
it was just like some clearly filmed for YouTube content that they're calling an exclusive fan experience. Um, so buyer beware in the future, fan experiences like that at the theater, unless it's you're going to get a promo item you want, avoid, avoid. Um, but anyway, I thought about just dipping and going to see it in Dolby anyway, but anyway, so I loved it. I had such a great time with Scream 6. Um, it was a ton of fun. Let's talk about, uh, what, where do you want to start with this thing, Dylan? We could do the, the characters, the Let's core the characters, four. The, the core, the core four, the core four, as they are now named. Is that um, annoying to you or do you like No, that? I liked it. I liked it too. I, well, cause so like shouting back to our Shazam review, like it's meta and stupid, but, but they get it. Like it's, di- it's coming from a smart place. Like yeah. it doesn't, it it's, feels authentic. It doesn't feel like, Hey, look, I'm part of the joke guys. No, you're not part of the yeah. joke. Scream gets an even longer, like meta um, explanation of the, what this movie is from Mindy, which we got from the last one. She's like the, I don't know, the, the nerd, the film, the smart nerd, one. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, I liked her explanation of how, like, when something becomes a franchise, like the rules are are changed, you know, like there's right. like a first movie and then there's a sequel where it's like has its own kind of rules. But then once it's like a third one and there's like more planned, you know, like it's like a right, like firmly in the franchise territory, which has its own set of rules. And I thought she was really spot on with all, with all of that. You know? that. That was awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, I want to say, you know what? I do want to talk about the intro to the movie. So the I opening think kill. the opening, the opening kill was top notch. So and, and and they got me because like for a second when they had the reveal that Scream is I don't remember the actor's name but uh, when Ghostface is going to be Flash Thompson Flash. from yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like oh my god we know the identity at the top how different wow we're do- oh no okay never mind um I they I bought it I bought it um I was yeah. like that's a bold choice interesting I thought well, Samara Weaving did a good job as she was great. She was like there to be the traditional scream opener, you know, and then she's killed by Ghostface in an alley, and then we get <laughs> Ghostface, who's killed by another Ghostface, um, yes, for pretending to be Ghostface, I guess. Um, but I loved it. I thought she was great. I liked that she was allowed to have her Australian accent. I know. Um, I liked that. It was. I don't know. It felt different because she, it wasn't like a home invasion, you know, she was out at a bar trying to like meet up with a dude um, who like couldn't find his way. So she was trying to describe where it was. And I don't know. It felt like really fresh to me. A lot of, I think New York helped a lot of the movie, you know, it did. It, it, it felt fresh. If it was, if it was still in Woodsboro, it would have just been not the same thing. I liked that she was in this movie. This is like kind of unrelated, but I liked that she was there. And then on the train, there was a ready or not, there was someone dressed up as her. Yes. From ready or not. I thought that was pretty good. That was fantastic. Um, what about the rest of the core four? We have so we got uh, Sam, who yes. is like, I, I was really hoping, I think one of the things I maybe talked about hoping for this movie was that they would follow up on her like killer tendencies, her, her like yes. serial killer tendencies that she inherited from her father. She's played by Melissa uh, something. Um, Barrera, and yep. um, I she was kind of like she kind of faded into the back in the first one. I thought she was just kind of there, um, right. 
but they set up big things for her. And I thought this one really delivered on what they set up, which is, um, you know, is she like a kill, like a natural born killer or is that something she can overcome, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there was Tara who is uh Jenna Ortega. Yes. Great. Um, I thought she was great. We, again, with the first one, she, we didn't really know anything about her. She was just kind of like a constantly trying to not die. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a constant state of panic. But like, I think the Sam and Tara relationship and plot line was like a super cool, like anchor for the whole movie, you know, about letting go and dealing with trauma and stuff like that, which is like really common in lots of horror movies. But this one did mm-hmm. it in like a, a fresh way, I thought, you know. I agree. I I definitely agree. I think, um, I think, man, it was really surprisingly insightful. Um, you don't expect that from a scream film necessarily, although I guess we should because they have proven to be sort of, you know, very smart and very aware. Um, over time, um, even like uh, even in the West Craven era, you know, um, I think they've always scream has always had a reputation for being elevated before elevated horror was a term and not elevated obviously in the same way that something like a hereditary or midsummer is but yeah witty though witty and not stupid you know i liked how in the last one we got like some internet commentary about like incel culture i guess yes you know and then in this one we got like what i don't know what i wrote is like the true crime bros, you know? Oh my um, gosh, yes. Like how they kind of made Sam the villain on Reddit and that kind of like yes. carried over into real life, which is like we've seen that so many times in real life as well. Like It was the, so good. It was so well done. The the Reddit yeah. stuff. Like when the internet decides who the killer is from like a, I guess a, a highly publicized <laughs> yeah, uh, crime. Um but they couldn't have been more wrong. It was really, I really liked that part of it. It was like a, along the same lines narrative, um, but like super fresh. I thought. I I agree. I thought they did a really really good job with that, um, and I really thought that was neat. Um, man, yeah, I really did. They call it Reddit. I don't remember. Did they have or did they have some other? I think they said Reddit. Okay, but it, it was clearly and they definitely Reddit. showed Reddit as well. Yeah. Okay. They showed a UI that was exactly Reddit. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Making sure. Um, what did you think of uh, Mindy and Chad? We kind of talked about Mindy already, but yeah. Um, honestly, I thought I thought Chad was good. I thought he was really interesting. Um, I thought he um, had a lot. His character didn't go the way I was expecting him to go. Um, he, I don't know. I, I, I liked Chad. I thought Chad was a very um, interesting character with a lot of. Um, man, hold on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember the specific part. Mm, I got nothing. Um, but I'll tell I you, I, I think his performance was really strong too. I thought he he really he was the 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 least member of the core four, I think, or at least you know, like um, probably the the least important of the core four, I think. Um, but or or could seem to be that way. But yeah, I agree. Um, really they, like, knew his made role. Him important. Yes, you know? yes, and he did he did really super well. Um, yeah, I feel like. They're like trying to make him kind of the Dewey of the of the new group new cast. Yeah. And uh, like which could read like like super easily read as like forced, you know. Right. But I thought they did it in a really natural way. And um 
same with his, his romance with Tara. Yes. Um, it felt like natural. I don't know. It did. It, it felt it, very real. It, their romance felt very interesting, very believable. And I didn't know what was going to happen with it. And it didn't so, feel contrived, you know? Totally agree. Yeah. Like the rom- unlike the romance plot in Shazam, which didn't even need to be there. Like, just don't even, just don't even do it. Michael, you know how I said I'm already forgetting? Uh-huh. For the first few, for your whole sentence, I was like, what romance? <laughs> right. Rom- oh, that's <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, what was your favorite, um, like kill sequence or scene? Um, that's really hard. Um, honestly, the first, the first one, the first one was so good because it really got me. Um, I was really just completely surprised by the direction because they sold me so well that flash Thompson is, is Ghostface. (laughs) I I apologize. I don't know the actor's name. Uh, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Um, uh, Tony, Tony, did you feel called out about how he was like a big giallo? Oh, uh, (laughs) they kept name dropping. I was like, I did. Hold on. I, (laughs) Speak, you know what? I forgot this. In I meant I made a note. There's a Giallo reference in Shazam. I didn't know that. There is. Uh, this is not a spoiler for anybody. The the doctor, the pediatrician that that uh, Shazam is talking to about his issues, his has a nameplate. It's Dario Bava, uh, which is a combination of Dario Argento and Mario Bava, the two like founding fathers of Giallo cinema, which I just thought was really interesting. It's like, why are huh. we getting a Mario Bava and Dario Argento references Shazam, but okay, go off. But yes, it's a horror uh, director, so maybe he's just a fan, you know. Th- that's got to be. Um, yeah. but so yes, I did. I absolutely feel called out by the Giallo call out <laughs> because he definitely, yeah. you know, is supposed to be the snooty film butthead that, <laughs> yeah, you know, r slash movie cucks or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was done so well. It uh, was. It was great. I mean, I I appreciate a, a well played call out. Yeah, especially when people like that exist, you know. Right. Doesn't mean Look, you're one of them, but like I'm not. That's like, definitely a that's definitely a film, bro. Absolutely, and he was such a film, bro. Perfectly, um, I loved it. What about you? What was your favorite kill sequence? Mine was I really liked the Gale um, home invasion uh, scene. Oh, she was for sure gonna die, Gale. dude. She was for sure gonna die. I had I, I didn't realize until she said it that they'd never like had a phone a proper phone me neither sequence before. Um, I didn't go back to verify like, that, but <laughs> yeah, I I'm sure either, that's kill. But, I'm sure that's true. Rather, yeah, but I thought um, like it was the most standard like scream thing, like back to basics a little bit, but it was just like I don't know. It was like heightened and upped from like all the previous ones, in my opinion. Um, I liked that she was like prepared, but still like struggling, like fighting with her lockbox for her gun. And yes, um, I don't know. It, it, it went on just long enough. It was, um, it was really well-crafted. It was really well-crafted and the suspense was well-designed because even though I was sure in my mind that Gail was going to die in that scene, I I still wasn't so, you know what I mean? I didn't know for sure. My, you know, I came into the movie knowing Gail was going to die. That's it. I knew it. Um, yeah. Cause they kind of also talked about how legacy characters aren't safe. They kind of like, they sold, they sold it Gail to me. Die. You know, they sold it yeah. to me that that's going to be how it is. And it wasn't. And that was awesome because they got me, they got me multiple times. Um, 
And the, the, I guess another standout. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like the way it gets me sometimes is like my only like slight complaint with the movie is that like it's becoming a little cartoonish the amount of damage these people can take and just like yes. kind of walk it off. You know, that is true. Literally, literally like gutted, sliced up, and they're really like, "All right, let's we gotta get on. out of here." Like it's it's becoming car- like she should have been dead. Absolutely. That's not my fault that I believe she was dead because she was like had had been stabbed 12 times. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You would assume that, you know, she wouldn't have uh but wouldn't have walked out of that. Um I think the other the, the like one of the strongest scenes, I don't even need to talk about the bodega scene because that was so uh it was good, but obviously like we'd all I feel like I'd already seen it from Great. uh the trailers, which is a shame because that was a really strong scene, but it lost. But that's a, a good bit. scene to like shoot. I feel like just to be the selling point because there are so many other ones that's that were true. also good. You know what I, I think mean? right. I know I agree with you, and I think the apartment kill where I forget the character's name, but uh, uh, Devin, uh, Nakota, her character. Um, sure. The the latter scene. Yes, the latter scene. So good. Yeah, that was I fun loved too. It. I loved that. That was so good. Super strong. Um, we knew she wasn't going to make it. <laughs> oh come on! Of course. She's not in the core four. Yeah. Um, Did you th- like um, Kirby? Yes. Kirby was great. Hayden Panettiere was awesome. I liked I liked the double swerve, too. I was... Yeah, they did that so well because everything, like, even when she first appears, she's kind of like an unbelievable FBI agent, you know? Right. Like, one's, one that you would see in a bad movie. Right. Like a, a child. <laughs> um... Like, I didn't believe it. Yeah, she doesn't look like an FBI agent. Let's just say that. And like, right. they used that to their advantage, which I thought was really smart, you know? Absolutely. I, I believed it for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, when they told me, when when I don't, again, characters and actors, whenever the the cop father is like, don't uh, know, no, turns out she's not really authentic FBI, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, crap, it's Kirby. You know, I, I bought it. I was on board. That would have been funny because if it was, because she's oh, like, I feel like she's like four feet tall. Well, that's 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 the joke that you made previously, right? About the last like, one, yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, don't insult my intelligence. <laughs> um, so I'm glad it wasn't uh, it wasn't Kirby. Me too. I'm glad but she was got shot in that. the chest a bunch of times and was fine as well. Right. Um, yeah, I'm glad she made it out of that. The supporting cast: uh, Dermot Mulroney as as Bailey, Detective Bailey. Yes. Um, and then his kids. Yes. Um, Quinn. And then I don't remember the kids name. Ethan. Ethan. And uh, I don't know. The Do you know where you've seen Ethan recently? No. Have I seen him somewhere? Yeah. You saw him in a movie in the past couple months. A no, lot I of didn't. him. It was filmed a very long time ago. So he looked different, but he was spider in avatar. He was like, the was he kid. really? Yeah, he just looks like five years older now. Yeah, he looks like that's a different. That, that's a different yeah. person. Wow, how about that? okay? Okay, he did. You know, he did look familiar, but like I, yeah. Well, he didn't have like the, the hair. So right for sure. Um, but I thought he did really good as like a um, nice boy. You know what I mean? Right, like that, a nice guy. Yeah. No, he did great. And yep. then I thought um, Danny, uh, Josh Sagara, I thought he was really likable as usual. I liked him in She-Hulk as well. And he was like, oh, he's such a nice guy. You know, I'm glad he made yeah. it out. He didn't even get stabbed. Right. He he, he did great. <laughs> um, 
as the as the the hot guy neighbor or whatever. I like that he just called the police when they got locked in there. You know, it's like right as you should. You know, right. instead of just waiting outside, he he made a bunch of good decisions. Right, he was clearly the smart one. I also. But how did he have that huge ladder in his little apartment? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> come on, for, now. what do you have that for? What are you doing? Exactly. You, unless you're painting houses, why do you have that? Um, I also think um, it's worth mentioning. I loved um, Skeet Ulrich coming back again as yeah the the ghost of Billy Loomis haunting uh, Sam. I love that interaction. I love, I love that. Um, I think that really adds so much to that character. I think Sam is super interesting for that. Yeah, so, it's a good way to bring him back without like bringing him back. You know right, without well, <laughs> yeah, like resurrecting him. I wouldn't put it past him at this point. Right. I mean, hey, Scream 7, at some point we got to get to resurrection, right? Oh, gosh. I, I don't ex- know how they like they won't. keep going from this because... I don't know. They keep like like it keeps getting bigger and bigger, like Mindy said. Um, right. But it's like I feel like we're like almost veering into like Scooby Doo, like outlandish motivations. We are. Um, we are things that we can call with media training. Like I'm wondering at like at what point does that work against it, or do they just like? I'm sure they'll just fully lean into it. I don't know. I don't you know, know. I'm of two minds about that. Th- they haven't missed so far, you know, with the. The biggest miss is Scream 3, and that's a whole different, or to me anyway. I don't know. Some people would say Scream 4, but I like Scream 4 a lot. Um, those people I, would be wrong. Yes, those people are incorrect. Um, but the biggest miss is Scream 3, and I think we, and even then, like, I just, it, it, Scream, Scream 3 hits for me, and all of these have hit. I think they always are able to reinvent, do something new and take risks in a safe, well, quote unquote risks in a studio horror film. You know, um, I, I don't have a lot to complain about. Um, I think effects were good. Gore was good. Performances were good. Um, I don't think I had like, yeah, I thought the final set piece was really fun too. The I museum. loved it. Yeah. I loved that museum thing. That was a really cool idea. And like I said, the double, the double swerve got me. Now there's three people attacking the, the group and like, <laughs> oh, this is great. Um, I really like Sam. Sam is my favorite. I like yes, that she's Sam's like great. dark, but not evil. You know what I mean? Right. I Absolutely. like when she killed his kids. She's like, well, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. She said something really messed up to him. Um, I, I love that, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, she's like, I guess you're down to one kid or something like that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I liked her. I'm like very attached to the core four. So I feel like that's like I'm mentally preparing because some one of them has to die in the next one. Absolutely. You know? that's It's going to happen. But like I said, my one complaint, like it was especially the most egregious one, I think, was Chad um, not being dead. <laughs> I guess it's just a joke now because they did that to him in the previous one as well. Yeah. But this one, he like was stabbed like dozens of times, it looked like, you know, it was a lot. like in it like was a organs lot. and stuff. And <laughs> I don't know if it's a joke at this point, but the way they're all just chilling at the end of every movie, like not going to the hospital is like absolutely wild to me. Well, look, they're like on the, the ambulance. They'll be sitting in an ambulance that is not driving away. There's no urgency. No one's like, hey, absolutely this person's none. intestines are hanging out. You know, it's maybe the urgency. Should... Yeah. Of someone who like had a bee sting or something. <laughs> right. Man. I anyway. Yeah, me too. Let's let's rate it. 
Um, I gave this on Letterboxd. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar, we use Letterboxd scale, which is uh, zero, oh, well, 0.5 to five stars with half points in between. Um, I gave it four stars. Uh, for reference, I gave Scream 5 or Scream from 2022 three and a half. So. I also gave it four. I don't know what nice. I gave Scream uh, 2022, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, gave it, is, I gave it four. I super loved it. To me, this is the second best one of the franchise behind the first one. This might be my favorite one. It's real good. I love the first. It's like so hard to compare them because uh, th- right. It's that's it's unfair to the first one as well. It's my favorite in the modern era for sure. Like of the last, three, of the last three, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I would highly recommend everybody see it if you can. And now I'm now that uh, Shazam's out, Dolby is not an option probably. But um, go see it on the best screen that you can. Yeah, it's a good, it's a fun group watch too. Definitely. You know? Although, if you have to wait for it at home, I don't think it's going to suffer. Yeah, no, these movies work anyway. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.